All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to Scott's Movie Pod. Until I think of a better title, which I never may do. Uh, we are here to talk about movies, why we love them, and what we love about them, etc. Uh, mostly because I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that basically trash movies or talk about why they hated them or what didn't work. Uh, but I've seen a lot of movies, some good, some bad. I've never seen a movie so bad, though, that there wasn't one thing in the movie that I thought was cool. And that's what this is about. Talking about movies, good, bad, or indifferent, but mostly just talking about why we love them or what we like. And uh, our guest today is Austin Bosley, good friend, writer, director, sometimes actor. We're going to be talking about what movie today, Austin? Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yes, indeed. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, written and uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Mark Hamill, Oscar Isaac, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Andy Serkis, uh, and so many, so many people, honestly. Benicio Del Toro shows up in it, Laura Dern's in it, Gwendolyn Christie, Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO and is in pretty much all of them. You know, you know, the old favorites. Frank Oz shows up. It's Star Wars, you know? It's Star Wars. What, what, what yeah. can we say? Familiar faces you expect to see. <laughs> so before we jump into that, checking in, just catching up. How, how you doing, Austin? What's, uh, how's life? Uh, I'm good. Life is, uh, you know, quarantined, basically, still. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is, that is accurate. No, things have been good, though. I've been writing, you know, always yeah. writing. Yeah, and uh, I've been doing a lot of editing because we have the web show um, my girlfriend does called Fail with Sarah. Um, awesome awesome and episode so, two is supposed to go out this week so i'm finishing that up hey hey all right um That's how many uh, episodes have you recorded so this will be assuming this is in order uh this will be the fourth episode okay that was my next here. question because if this is now episode two everything's going to be all fucked up that's true am i allowed to curse oh yeah you can say pretty much whatever you want uh, within okay, reason cool. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah fair enough yeah, no, it's uh, it's going good though so far. I think uh, it's been interesting just to hear how people feel and why they feel about the different movies we've talked about. On that note, uh, we can segue right on in here to uh, to Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Oh, the question that is on everyone's minds: Do they like it or not? Uh, I think Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. That is a bold assertion, uh, yeah. you, which you can make because that's you, it's your right. Yeah, I would definitely say that The Last Jedi is among my favorite Star Wars movies for sure. It is in the top, the top few of my favorite Star Wars movies. What would your uh, Star Wars ranking be? I think as of now, I had to go through this earlier and I really had to think about it, but uh, I still think Empire Strikes Back right behind it is probably The Last Jedi. There we go. And then after that, I think I go to... As much as as much as people won't understand, maybe I, I think I'll, yeah, I go straight. Yeah, I feel to like Return there's the one Jedi. answer, and uh, no, oh my god, I go straight. I'm sorry, I go I go to Return of the Jedi and A New Hope. I love A New Hope, but uh, it's it's behind that one for me. Okay, and then after that, it's just muddled. Uh, you know, there's a lot of property to go through after that. Yeah. That could be a whole whole podcast on its own. No, yeah, but Last Jedi, I, I think, is my favorite. I, I don't think it's the best, necessarily, in terms of just filmmaking stuff. Like, I think Empire Strikes Back is, like, solidly, you know, it, it's solid. It's just, yeah, it's a good movie. And Last Jedi, I definitely think, is clunky at times. And there are things that I wish weren't in it or were just different. I'm sure it's my, we, it's my favorite. we can agree on a few of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. uh yeah, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but that's actually kind of why I wanted to talk about it because 
well, when you asked me, I was like making all this list of all these great movies that I love. And the more <laughs> I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't want to talk about movies that everybody is going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do I have to say about, you know, the Matrix that a million people haven't already said and don't already know and can kind of agree on? It's like, how, but we could talk about the Matrix Reloaded. We sure <laughs> could, yeah. And so, as you know, then my whole thing became, oh, let me make a list of movies that I think are like flawed, but there's really good shit or like maybe people hate them and I don't get it or I get it, but I also think that there's more good there than people realize or something. So Last Jedi seemed like the perfect thing because it was like personally relevant to me. We both like Star Wars, but then also yep. a lot of people don't like Last Jedi. I think that- And that was something that was like a point of contention at the time it came out is still a point of contention oh, for yeah. a lot of people, Star oh, Wars yeah. fans, but heads about it all the time. I know I do on a regular basis with at least like one person now Same. and again. Especially if you like it. I feel yeah. like if you like it, that's you're always on the defensive. If you don't like it, everyone is like, yeah, I agree. Like if you say that in a room, I hate this movie. Most people will be like, yeah. 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 But then if I'm in the room, I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> like yeah. I said, I want to talk about why we love these movies yeah. because not everybody does. Initial thoughts, right out the gate, watching the movie, very first time, first impressions. First time I saw Last Jedi was at the, in the XD theater of the Howard Hughes Center in sunny Los Angeles, although it wasn't sunny because it was night. Right, um, right. Honestly, I feel like I wasn't that invested and I wasn't maybe even that excited for it, um, which sucked because when Disney bought Star Wars and they were like, we're doing episode seven, it was, when did Looper come out? That was like 2012 or something. Yeah, it and had so to be. I I remember they were like, "Oh, we're doing we're doing episode seven. and all I could think about were the first like 45 minutes of Looper, which are just the coolest science fiction I'd seen in a long time, and and how real it was. But it was just, but it was also kind of fun and like comic bookish is maybe the wrong term, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like yeah. ultra real, like there was there was some fun to it. And it's just really, really good and really cool and really exciting. Uh, the whole movie's good, but it's those 45 minutes before he shows up to the farm that are like faster paced and, and stuff. And all I could think was like, Ryan Johnson is the fucking guy to do Star Wars, yeah. modern Star Wars. I would love to see that. And I remember telling, I was saying that to everyone. I probably said it to you. I remember saying it to all my other friends. And I was just like, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson. He didn't do episode seven. Nope. Um, and uh, so, and I know you're a big Ryan Johnson fan. Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I like, yeah, I haven't seen Brothers Bloom in its entirety. Well, cause he, hold on, hold on. He's done, he's done Brick, Brothers mm -hmm. Bloom, Looper. Yep. Uh, Last Jedi, Knives Out. Did I miss mm -hmm. anything? I, I really like Brick. I've not seen Brothers Bloom in its entirety. I actually own yeah. it though. I need to do that it. Is, uh, then, that is definitely yeah. in my, in my I know. top you, movies. Yeah, you love it. I need to, I should have watched it before this, but then, but then I, I really like Looper. Um, I love Last Jedi and I, I do really enjoy Knives Out. I've only seen it a couple times and I feel like the more I watch it, the more I like it. But anyway, Star Wars Episode Seven comes out. I was like stupid excited for it just because it looked awesome. The trailers were great. Like, I feel like I need to revisit all of J.J. Abrams movies. The most recent one I've seen is Mission Impossible 3. And I actually think Mission Impossible 3 is awesome. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really good one. Yeah, I, really I, I pretty much liked all of J.J.'s movies up to that point. So I was excited even though I thought okay, get the guy who brought, who kind of made a Star Wars movie out of Star Trek to do Star Wars. It was a pretty safe choice, but I get why they did it. And episode seven was 
fine. It was fun. I I enjoyed the actors a lot. I mean, I was so hyped when John Boyega got cast because I love Attack the Block. Yeah. Um, and he had like not been in much between that and and Star Wars, and so it was exciting when it was like, oh, the next time I see him is going to be in Star Wars. But there's a lot of fun to be had there. But I wasn't really invested in the characters. I liked Finn a lot. I didn't really care about anyone else. And so going into the Last Jedi, I was kind of. I don't really care. I don't care that very much about Ray. I think Daisy Ridley is great. And I love Oscar Isaac, but I didn't care that much about Poe. Like I like Adam Driver too. And I wasn't, didn't care that much about Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I saw, look, I, I saw Force Awakens like five or six times in the theater. Like, you know, I enjoyed it. But um, anyway, so going into Last Jedi, I was kind of like, I, I was not overly excited. And I remember sitting there watching it the first time and in the opening scene, I remember there's that shot of of, of uh, Paige Tico's eye where it like slides across and there's this extreme close up on her eye as yep. she's laying on the thing and she like breathes in and opens her eye. And I was like, oh, that's an extreme close up. Like Star Wars movies don't look like this. And yep. I remember thinking like, this is cool. And this is, a, this is a movie. Like Force Awakens feels a lot like a TV pilot in so many ways. And- it does. It, 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 for, it, I oh, I that that hits right struggling. on the money for how I was feeling just yeah, like the it, last time I watched it. I remember when Force Awakens, and and I don't want to. By this point, I've probably seen Episode Seven like fifteen times, and like like no exaggeration. And I just I don't like it as much as I want to. And but, right. but I remember when it ended the first time, I was like, that was a good start. That was fun, and and all the actors are fun. But the more I watched it, the actors are fun, but the character like the 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 writing and the sort of character stuff that's happening is not happening. Um, yeah. And so going the story is a pale shade of a new. Yeah. Hope. And it's not even that, that bothered me as much as just there's stuff that happens in the third act of that movie that there's no, no, nothing up to that point dictates like, this is the way we're going. This means something for this person. Things right. are just happening because at this point in the runtime, the hero does this. And the more right. I see it, the more I'm like, I am very middled on this movie. So Last Jedi comes out. I remember sitting there watching it. And yeah, I remember that moment with Paige Tico. Just that whole opening is really cool. It, um, it is. But I remember watching it that first time and I was like, kind of up and down. There were moments, I remember Leia flying through space. Okay, sure, whatever. And I didn't think that much of it. I thought it looked a little silly, but then I remember coming out of the movie and people were like, that was so fucking stupid. And I was like, I mean, I guess I, that's what you're mad about. Like, really? And then I remember when Ray goes to, uh, she's on Octu with Luke and he throws the lightsaber or whatever. She follows him into the cave, into the tree, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's that conversation. He's like, why are you here? And there's like a bad joke where she's like, I'm from Jakku. And he's like, yeah, that pretty much is nowhere. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. A lot of the, there are some jokes. There's some humor in Last Jedi that's like misplaced and just awkward. But anyway, there's that. And then she's, he asks her again, like, why are you here of all people? And she says, she says, something inside me has always been there. And now it's awake and I'm afraid. And I was like, this is a different movie than the yeah. last movie. Yeah. And I remember yeah. being automatically was on board with her in a way I never was in the first movie. And I think it's just, I was thinking about it yesterday after watching the movie again. And I was thinking about sort of like Indiana Jones, like he's a badass and he's good at this and he's great at that. But then like if a snake shows up, he fucking can't handle anything. He right. like seizes up and turns into the most useless person ever. And, and there's also moments where he, you see him like fuck up. And so even though he's good at a lot of things, there's a human element to him. You see 
I don't know how else to explain it, but it's, it's, I kept thinking about that with Ray, where I feel like that's mostly not there with her in the first movie. In the beginning of Last Jedi, for her to be like, I'm good at all this shit, and I don't understand it, and it's a lot of power, and I need someone to tell me what it's about. And like, right. that's something that, and I know it's like the, the, that's like what the bad guys say about episode seven is like, there's the whole like Mary Sue thing that came out, but like, and I don't even know exactly what the definition of that is, but I know that I do feel like she's just not that interesting to me. In the, Daisy Ridley is so good. The character. But Ray is, is yeah, what the character works. itself is, yeah. is just okay. Yeah. And, and I've seen tweets of like, what, what did you want a whole movie of Ray training? And I'm like, one, no, two, no, the best Star Wars movie up to this point is Luke training for all yeah. movies. So that's kind of a bad example. But like Luke is an idiot too, but you uh, characters tell him that and you sort of see that, you know? But anyway, so so Ray and that's the thing is like Ray in, in Force Awakens, I feel like I wouldn't think twice about her if that was the only movie we had with her. I would think, wow, Daisy Ridley is so great. I would like to see her in more things. But Ray herself is whatever. But after Last Jedi, Ray is my favorite Star Wars character, like without question. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I just needed maybe that element of her being like, I like just very human and sort and sort of, I don't know. I, I think last Jedi for me, all the best moments, most of the best moments are like the quiet moments where characters are just like saying things that it's not the big action set pieces. It's not the big fun and the big jokes. Like most of the jokes yeah. are kind of bad, but there's, I think last Jedi is the most personal star Wars movie. And I don't just mean, personal to me which it is but most star wars movie i know i'm rambling but this is how i talk um but i've got it i've got it there's a moment in last jedi where she's talking to luke and it's when he f i think it's when he first tells her about um he's like lesson number two and he talks about uh the jedi's legacy is failure and he talks about how um which is true and he talks about how what happened with ben solo well what he wants ray to think happened with ben solo yes yes from a certain point of view yeah he says, I was Luke Skywalker, a legend. And Ray says, the galaxy may need a legend. I just need someone to show me my place and all this. And every other Star Wars movie is about saving the galaxy and saving the world. Like this movie is about this girl who doesn't know what she's doing and is lost and needs to find someone to show her what the next step is. And like, yeah, exactly. there's no Star Wars movie about stuff like this. And it's something that resonates with me in so many ways, especially she's got uh, what is Kylo Ren says to her, the thing about you're looking for parents and all these people and they're all letting you down. And that's ultimately kind of what Last Jedi is about. Everybody lets Rey down. And so uh, I think like for me personally, that's, that's interesting and, and relatable, but to see that sort of story told in a way I've not really I can't think of many other movies that I've seen I'm sure they exist but I haven't seen them that are about that mm -hmm. specifically um but to see it in Star Wars which one I love and two has no really doesn't need to tell that story and doesn't need to be about that um and then the other characters like Finn's whole arc in that movie which everyone's gonna say he doesn't have one Rose Tico takes over first of all Kelly Marie Tran is fucking great in that movie she is so like lovable but also super tough she's really cool like rose tico is awesome i think it's maybe handled a little clunky and and bringing people into her being such a big part maybe needed to happen in a different way or a little more smoothly although the more i see the movie the more i think it works just fine but but finn's whole thing is just learning just coming to terms with like i need to pick a side basically
and stop like just doing things for himself. And then, and then Finn's whole thing is like, let's take that Star Wars character that just jumps in a ship and blows shit up and tell them why that's actually not great in the long run and why like, and, and sort of have, have Leia teach him how to be more like her. And like, how cool, how cool yeah. that's what the Star Wars movie is about is about all these failings that these characters have, Luke included, by the way. Like, I will hear clunkiness about Poe storyline and Finn's. I think the Ray, Kylo, and Luke stuff is perfect and, and great. There's nothing wrong with it to me. Like, it's all awesome. I, I agree with you there. And honestly, I was going to say something about going back to just the thing with the Leia flying, which people have a lot of feelings about it. I had a lot of feelings about it when I saw it. Now, though, I've hit this place where I've watched and I'm realizing, like, if you don't have that at the beginning of that movie, it could potentially ruin anything that comes after it in terms of the Force powers. Because we're taking the Force to a level that we haven't seen before. We're taking it to heights and, like, abilities that characters have not had previously. So it's like, if we don't see the new rules not necessarily new rules but like how the rules kind of work or how how we are measuring the power of the force in individuals like early on the rest of it doesn't make sense yeah as much as that sucks i also was like you know i maybe maybe it would have been a little bit less hard to swallow had that also come later in the movie but yeah it was know. also weird because, if I'm not mistaken, Carrie Fisher had, had died almost a year before the movie came out. And so to have such a big moment where it feels like Leia just died yes, was probably especially weird for us because we knew that Carrie Fisher was dead. And we were, I remember for a second being like, oh, whoa, yeah. did that always happen? Is that because, did what, what, that must have always happened because they, <clears throat> they, they have the scene, like that didn't feel forced or weird. Um, how come when we watch Guardians of the Galaxy and Gamora's in space and Star-Lord flies out there, takes off his helmet, puts it on her and then flies into the ship. No one's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But fucking Princess Leia and Star Wars couldn't possibly survive in space. Obviously in, in our world, she could not possibly survive in space. But like, mm. why are, does no one think twice about it in one big pulpy comic booky space mo- adventure movie? And then in this other one, it's just, it's just not realistic enough. Right. right? I don't know. I think an execution, it does look a little silly. It is strange. Yeah, it does. It does. I think if you read it in a book, you might've been like, oh shit. But seeing it happen was a little goofy. So I totally understand why people initially were like, whoa, but it's not that big a deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like break the world. No, it doesn't. And and, uh, one other thing I was going to say just about the first time I watched it was I was enjoying it. And then I remember getting to the throne room fight people can say what they want about the fight itself and whatever. And the fight is, I think mostly very cool, but there's that moment. And it's one of the best shots, my favorite shots in the movie, but also one of the best where Snoke has been stabbed through. Oh, oh, don't listen to this. If you haven't watched last Jedi, but also if you haven't watched last Jedi by now, you probably don't care. Um, Exactly. The the spoilers are bound. Spoilers are bound. (laughs) But uh, uh, Snoke's been stabbed through and the lightsaber comes like rips out of his body, comes flying across the room. The music swells. John Williams doing a great job as he always does. And then right as it comes up to Kylo, Ray's hand reaches into frame and grabs it. And she stands up with this look on her face, like what the fuck just happened? And that's exactly how I felt watching it the first time, but in a way of like, holy shit, 
there's a problem with with movies now i feel like in a lot of movies there's usually like big moments where the story pushes forward and i feel like in a lot of movies now and maybe it's the marvel movies that are kind of the biggest perpetrator of this and i do like them but where major things don't really happen there aren't big crazy changes that often because they they know there's three more movies coming out or they want to keep giving people jobs or I don't know. Right. And that felt like a big mythology building moment. Like this matters and this has weight. And and th- we've never seen a Star Wars movie where the fucking villain, this is basically like, I, I guess we see Darth Vader turn on the emperor, but it's the very end in a way. Like this is movie two. This isn't the finale where she's turned him. Like this is Kylo Ren making a decision. And it was yeah. very cool. And I thought very exciting. And I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it in the way that it happened. It was very exciting. And so that, that I remember watching it that first time and I was like, whoa, yeah. what the hell is going to happen? And then, and part of me at that point might've just been like, I don't, I'm not going to try to guess what's going to happen. I'm just having a good time. All the way up to the end felt like that too. But just, um, it just felt like a movie. It felt like stuff mattered. Whereas in, in I never felt that in Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't feel that in so many blockbuster movies. And But again, I'm just a big Star Wars nerd. So I want to be invested. I felt like episode seven kind of, a lot of its jokes nudged you in the ribs. Like, we know this is fake. We know this is just Star Wars. We know that this is silly. And I feel like Last Jedi took everything very seriously. Yeah. And not that I don't like humor and stuff, but every time Kylo Ren throws a tantrum in episode seven, someone has to like make a funny face. Yeah. And that annoys me because I would prefer the movie to show me why that makes him dangerous. And then I would like the internet to make fun of his tantrums because haha, it is funny and overdramatic. But I, 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 that's something that really bothers me in episode seven is that like, I'm not like, oh, they need to take Star Wars seriously. Don't make it fun. Like, no, it's for kids. Like, it's not solely for kids. I think it's for everyone, but it should be fun. But I just, it's a type of fun that sort of, it's, it's right like just short of someone looking into the camera. Yeah, it's just short of it. Hux is like flipping his lid about him shooting up, you know, the ground and trying to take out Luke when Luke shows up at toward the end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, You're not gonna go and he just like immediately throws him against the wall and the guy's like taking the transport down yeah. now, sir. But it was played super straight because that's the guys should be scared. Like it is funny, but it's it's not at the expense of the world. Right. Um, it's not a joke that's acknowledging the audience. It's a joke that's happening in the moment because his reaction is genuinely like funny. Yes. Uh, because there's moments in, in the first one where Kylo Ren is destroying the thing and, and you have to cut to those guys like making faces or the stormtroopers that like are walking down the hall and turn around and walk away. And I get that, it, I get that it's similar, but I feel like it happens so... Yeah. This is not about episode seven. This is about episode eight. I think just Ryan Johnson was like, well this is a star Wars movie. So let's take star Wars, the world of it and the rules seriously. And let's not make fun of it while we're in it, you know, yeah, like, exactly. I'll make fun of it all day afterwards cause, with my friends just for funsies. Cause it's fantasy and it's fake. But like, while we're in it, we should let me believe it for these couple of hours. Let me be immersed. Um, and, let and, me, and let what, me live in this th- world. Yeah. Like exactly. I'm here to live in this world. I'm here to actually enjoy this. I like this. So don't, don't make it for the people who maybe don't like it that much and think it's kind of stupid. Right. Um, the other thing that watching Last Jedi the first time that really was like, oh, I love this, was the recap of what the Force is. And, yeah. and Ray sitting on the rock and talking about life and, and death and the, the, the violence and peace and chaos or whatever. And 
I was just so excited because when Luke tells her the force does not belong to the Jedi, like to say that if the, the Jedi die, the light die is vanity. I'm like, and I've seen it so much that these are direct quotes, which is like very nerdy. But like when he was saying that stuff, I was like, yes, because there's nothing I dislike more with Star Wars than people thinking, oh, well, to be a Jedi, you have to be a Skywalker or to use the right. force, you have to be a Jedi. And, and so for the movie to be sent, for someone to have written a Star Wars movie that says, guys, no, it's not a bloodline and it's not a royalty thing. And, and, and then, then for that movie, for, for Ray's parentage, which after episode seven, I was like, did the movie really ask the question of who her parents were? And I still don't think it really does, but yeah. that's what everyone came out with. And I remember going into episode eight, like, it doesn't matter. Who cares? What are they going to tell you? That her dad is Obi-Wan Kenobi or her grandfather? And what is that going to change? All that matters is what we see Ray do. Because these mm -hmm. people are dead. And if, 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 like, I don't, who gives a shit? That is just a nostalgia fan service thing. And it makes it feel like fan fiction, which a lot of episode seven does. I remember it not mattering. And so at the end of that movie, when Kylo Ren was like, they were nobody. Yep. They were absolutely no one. And the whole time Ray's like, I'm from nowhere. And, and the whole movie builds to that moment. And, and that was the big difference for me while watching that movie was like, this is a movie because it's not a pilot episode. There's not a bunch of strings left open. There's plenty of stuff that sets up for where we're mm -hmm. going. But, there are, but in, in the way a movie does it, not in the way an episode of a show does it. And they're, it's very different. And Last Jedi, I know that the movies are called episodes. Everyone always likes to bring that up when I say that, but they are movies. They it are it movies. is not a television show. Yes. And, and it's just a different thing. And Last Jedi felt like a movie. And I think that's what made me like, I need to watch this again, knowing yeah. how much stuff like there is to like and see how I feel. And I actually, the first time I saw it, I had tickets to see it 20 minutes after it ended. And the only reason I had them was, what if on an off chance I really like it? <laughs> I'm gonna get another ticket. But when it ended, there was so much stuff that I liked and in such a way I didn't expect. Like I said, the movie's personal, not just to me, which sounds cheesy, but like it is, but also just, it is a, a Star Wars movie about the people and yeah. not about the adventure as much. And I didn't expect that. And so I remember sitting in the second screening while the trailers are playing and leaning over to the people I was with and saying, I think I'm going to leave because I kind of want to let this sit for a couple days and I'm going to come. It was like Thursday night. Actually, I think it was like Friday at 2 a.m. at this point. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to come back on like Sunday. I'm going to give it a couple days before I watch this again. And I did. And when I went back on Sunday, I was like, oh, I like this. And then yeah. I saw it like five, like I think five or six times as well. So anyway, uh, your question about the first time I saw it, <laughs> that's a lot. but no, I just, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't believe when I walked out of that movie and everyone I was with hated it, hated yeah. it. And I did not understand. I, I definitely had the like fortunate uh, trip to the movies to like walk out of it with people who also enjoyed it as much as I yeah. did. Uh, appreciated it for what it was and what it was like definitely trying to do with Star Wars that we weren't getting, you know? Yeah. And like speaking to, you're talking about like initial thoughts on, you know, you love the talking about failures and the legacy of the Jedi is failure and like these failures of all these people that we know and how that legacy can matter kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What I loved about it was not only that, but you got all these different new characters who are 
by trial by fire, basically learning these people that they're dependent on who are like, they've looked to who are leading them may not know what they're doing all the time. And it might be up to you to figure out what the next step is because the leaders may not know what they're doing. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is so good. <laughs> you know, it kind of, it's kind of, it felt like the Star Wars movie if you were paying attention or coming into like your own as an adult, realizing adults don't know what the hell they're doing. Everybody's making it up as they go. Exactly. And that's what the movie's about. And it's I awesome. loved that. It was like, yeah. nobody really knows what they're doing. They're, everybody's doing their best and hoping for the best. And all these people realizing, fuck, my, my leader, the person that I've been like trusting with my life for all, these, all this time, doesn't know what the next step is, doesn't know what we're supposed to do. In the case of Poe, like maybe I don't know everything. And that's like, but I think that's part of why people don't like it is because the movie really does take all our heroes and say, and show us why they're fucking up maybe. And, And people did not like seeing that, seeing Luke treated that way. But honestly, I think Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi is exactly what Luke Skywalker would be. And I think something that's so important is the the original Star Wars trilogy, I think, is in so many ways very much about growing up. And the first movie is Luke. He has this big adventure, whatever, and he sort of leaves home, blah, blah, blah. And then the second movie is kind of like Yoda literally slaps him on the face and says, like, you're an idiot. Yep. And and (laughs) and you need to you need to grow up. Forget what you know. Exactly. And then when he shows up in Return of the Jedi, he, he has kind of grown up. Now he's this Jedi master. He's got the black, you know, and every, the suit and everything. And like, he's a different guy. He really is. He, he talks to people differently. He handles situations differently. You know, the people think I'm a dork for talking about Star Wars this seriously, but that's why it's good is because people were thinking about it this seriously when they made it. And, yep. and uh, yeah, it's fantasy and, and stuff, but let me, let me live in it for these two hours because that's why I'm here. Just to interject something really quick is like people will talk about, oh yeah, well, why, why are they, why are they failures? Why is all this like, I'm sorry, forgive me here, but have we not had six movies where we should have destroyed the empire? Why are we 30 years later still dealing with that? Because yeah. nothing was ever really solved. The leaders yeah. didn't fix anything. <laughs> people are people. And that's he says that, yeah, the legacy of the Jedi is failure, which is true. And the other thing, though, about Luke is in Return of the Jedi, like, he shows up and he's different. But I don't, people seem to have this mentality about Return of the Jedi, where it's like, well, when Luke shows up for Return of the Jedi as a Jedi master, he's mastered everything. He's mastered his emotions and he's mastered this. And so he doesn't have these issues he was having before. And he's only going to make good decisions. No, it is an absolute daily struggle every day, just like real life stuff, dealing with like bad things in real life and balancing things in real life. It's a struggle every day and you might, you might relapse. Also, in, in the end sequences in the throne room of Return of the Jedi, Luke repeatedly almost murders Darth Vader. Yeah. And like, he has to rein it in and say, no, I'm not going to do this. But, but they push him to the point and he almost goes over. And so it makes total sense that he would have that same moment in Last Jedi. That's one of my favorite scenes is when he's, he's talking about how he ignited the lightsaber and it was a fleeting moment. It passed and he was left with shame. And he says, and consequence, because in that brief moment, Ben Solo saw, what did he see? He saw his master standing over him with the lightsaber. Yep. Luke fucked up. And Luke fucking up in that way is totally in line with who he, we've seen him be and also makes him very human. <clears throat> Because that's what he says. He's like, I'm Luke Skywalker, a legend, but look what I did. And it's like, the audience didn't want to hear that. 
they really didn't want to they did like, yeah they also, didn't they're like that. oh he's he's on this island like milking this creature and fishing and i'm like he's basically as weird as yoda was when yep. we saw him there's nothing new but at the same time it's not the same exact thing it, it was different enough that it felt fresh for me like it doesn't feel like empire strikes back all over again even though in some ways it is but like it is in good ways, I think, because the story elements and the character things are very different. The circumstances right. are all different. But speaking of Yoda, the Yoda scene in Last Jedi is great. It is the, be the best Yoda scene in any Star Wars thing, cartoons, anything outside of um, Empire Strikes Back. It felt like it was, it was the Yoda from that movie. Yeah, uh, love that scene. Love everything he says to Luke, and he he tells he literally references like one of the best lines from that movie, where he's like, "In Last Jedi, he hits him on the head with his cane. He says, still looking at the horizon, not paying attention to where you are and what you're doing." Last Jedi to me is so exactly what Episode Eight should have been. Yeah, um, in so many ways, and in ways that maybe I did I didn't wasn't even thinking about, but makes total sense all these nuances to how he's approaching the characters, how he's approaching literally all of the story and lore moments uh, or elements rather that like we've gotten to know all this time, yeah, but never really got into that deeply. Frankly, most of yeah. the deep dives on the force and any of the force lore has happened in the shows off what, the big what, screen. Yeah. And what blows my mind too, is how like in real life people are kind of, and I, I won't say too much about this because I feel like at a certain point I'll sound like an idiot, but just like for just not knowing how to make this point eloquently, but the, the sort of the politics of last Jedi are very modern as yep. they should be. And force awakens, I feel like doesn't deal with any of that stuff. I feel like even rogue one doesn't like, I feel like last Jedi is the only one that feels like it was made at the time. And it's all the stuff on Canto bite where they're like, this is the worst place, blah, blah, blah. It's filled with scum. And you expect, you know, a bar with bad guys. But no, the bad guys are all these rich people who look very mm -hmm. fancy. Who Finn, when he first sees them, is like, this is great. But it's like, actually, it's not look closer. It's not great, what yeah. Rose says to him, she says, uh, uh, I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy, beautiful town. And it's just like, did people want to be told you can only be a Jedi, you can only be special and you can only matter and you can only change the world if your grandfather was someone or your dad or your mom. That movie says you are no one and and what is freaking Ben Solo? He says, you're, you're nothing, but not to me. And it's just like, his dad was Han Solo mm -hmm. and his mom is Princess Leia and his uncle's Luke Skywalker and he's a fucking asshole. Yep. And, and Rey is continually making the right decisions. She has to tell Luke Skywalker that he's fucking up because he is. And, and she fights, she freaking pulls a lightsaber on him. It's like, you either come with me or I'm going myself. Like, she's so cool. And she's cool when she's nobody's fucking granddaughter. And she's her own person. And she's, I'm not going to shit on the other movies, but she's never that when other people are directing her. Like, yeah. she just, she is, yeah. she is a, she is a person in Last Jedi. And I feel like she does things and she, she controls situations. She has agency and, and, and I guess people don't like Finn in Last Jedi because he only yells come on twice and he, he hardly ever yells Ray. I don't understand. I think time will be kind to this movie. I think and so too, because I think people are going to go back and realize just how much they missed because they were so busy hating the movie wasn't what they wanted or what they thought they wanted or what they thought they were going to get because of some strange 
fanboy fantasy, you know? Ryan Johnson took a, a, a blockbuster movie, a Disney movie, and a Star Wars movie and made it about how like flawed people can be and yes uh, sort of just how like the people above you in pose case like sometimes no but they, they know better than you even if you're good at what you do and also in in the case of ray obviously like they don't always know better and and things are a struggle like for the rest of your life you never master these things you can still fuck up and like i honestly believe that there's like just more to that movie and i tell everyone just watch it again and watch it again yeah. Don't put it on in the background. Just watch it. I know it's a it's a big, you know, blockbuster Star Wars summer movie, but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Sometimes the people the people above you have your best interest at heart. And sometimes you need to have a little faith. But yeah. a lot of times you need to look closer. You need to dig in and see what's really going on because people mm-hmm. often are just figuring it out. And winging it. And winging it, right. And you know, you can be your own leader you can be your own hero you can do all those things the same the the same as anybody else can really at the end of the day and that's what i loved about that movie it was like much in the way of like spider-verse anybody can put the mask on and be the hero you don't have to be somebody that's like related to you know some big powerful person you don't have to be rich you don't have to be anything you can just it's it's crazy to me that most people don't like that movie and that's basically the message of it and that's what it says about star wars and like i and that's something i've been wanting forever because growing up there was there was harry potter and not only was harry special because of he's the only one who survived he also he has dumbledore he has a mentor to show him the way and show him you know tell him this and that and guide him who knows well and seems to do right by him right we had the matrix which neo he's the one he's special he's the only one who you know Mm -hmm. he's he's just he didn't do anything but he's just special and he's right. got Morpheus, who is his, who guides him and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and Luke Skywalker is kind of the same thing. And he has Yoda. I love all these franchises, but I have been, literally, I have said out loud for years, like probably since high school, where are the heroes that, that aren't special and come from nothing? And like, they exist, but not in the big, humongous franchises. Nope. Everything is that, that you're the one who can do this. And, or are you and, related to the one? Or, or you you're have the same the bloodline as the yes, one. and and you have and you have a mentor who who always does the right thing and is super wise and and is smart. Uh, but and I think I mean not to get too deep about things, but uh, I don't relate to that with sort of with my parents, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you maybe are very similar in that way. And so to see a Star Wars movie that tells this main character one to see that person failing her repeatedly um and two um to uh yeah to say it doesn't matter where you came from it literally let the past die kill it if you have to yeah yeah i mean like you know really really driving it home (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and so like so that that was like so exciting to me and so cool and it was like this is a movie i've been looking for and i got it in star wars which i already love how cool a lot of people say that Last Jedi spends its runtime completely undoing Force Awakens. And I do not agree with that at all. I think it gives you answers you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. But I don't, there's no moment in that movie where they say, 
hey, remember that thing? No. Yeah. He gets rid of Snoke and everyone's like, oh, I didn't learn who Snoke is. Who fucking cares? Snoke doesn't matter. You know who matters? Ray matters, Poe matters, Finn matters, and Kylo Ren matters. And Ryan Johnson wrote a movie about them that also happens to be about Luke Skywalker, which by the way, Luke's whole ending showing up on Crate and his death is great. And showing up on Crate is the most badass thing Luke Skywalker has ever done. Yeah. He does come back. He does become a hero. Like he makes the right choice. And he does it in what is arguably the most Jedi way possible. Yes. Thank you. And and not only that, but is like, it's the most Jedi way possible. And to this point is now the greatest show of like force we've seen capable by somebody outside of Snoke who just got axed. It's the greatest, it's the greatest show of of force force with a capital F. (laughs) Yes. But it is also a show of force with no force, no violence. And like, it's literally just Luke showing up to talk to him. And, and it is the most, yeah, like you said, the most passive sort of Jedi thing to do. And, and it's it a huge personal sacrifice. The whole thing yeah. is a huge personal sacrifice as we get set up by like, you know, the simple line, which is just <laughs> fact based on the lore of the force. Uh, you're not doing this. The effort would kill you. Yeah. Because yeah. She isn't a master. That, that, was, that was another thing the first time that hooked me too was that force connection. It was like, what the fuck is going what on? What the because fuck is going what? on? I've never seen this in a Star Wars movie and that's exciting to me because, you know, maybe I've seen it, things like it in other movies, sure, but I've never seen it here and this is cool and this is new and this is exciting because now Ray spends a whole movie looking for, you know, trying to get Luke's attention and needing help from him and the only person who's paying attention to her and understands where she's coming from is the villain. Yep. And, and she understands him too. And I'm like, this is cool. This is every, every, a lot of blockbuster summer blockbuster movies are the same thing over and over and over again. And last Jedi is not. And I think that kind of is why people weren't on board with it because it was like, what's happening. This is different. One other brief thing is a lot of people said with Snoke being dead, First of all, people were like, well, I don't know where he came from. It doesn't fucking matter. He's literally just Palpatine 2.0, literally now. But, but, but that <sighs> didn't matter. What mattered, like I said, was Kylo Ren. And at the end of, I talked to so many people who say there's no villain at the end of The Last Jedi. They had to bring Palpatine back in. And I'm like, do you, I think one of the last lines Kylo Ren has in that movie is he looks Luke Skywalker dead in the face and very quietly says, I'll destroy her and you and all of it. And I'm like, yep. if that's not a person whose mind is made up and is the fucking bad guy, what is? Yes, and, and exactly. Him, and we've watched him get to that point. And we understand why he's at that point. And I was so excited to see Supreme Leader Kylo Ren because now he's not this whiny tantrum throwing, you know, glorified like sort of fanboy. Now he's the villain. And, and I understand how he got there and why. And he he's, he, he's means business. And... Mm-hmm. So, but and that whole sequence, but also the the way Luke sums up the whole friggin' movie when he says, because uh, he says, "When I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi," and Luke says, "Every word of what you said was wrong." Yep. He says, "The resistance is is reborn today," and you see Poe, and and I mean, it's you know, it's pretty basic, but like you see Poe, and then he says, "The war is just beginning." You see Finn, who finally has made a decision about what side he's on, and then, and I will not be the last Jedi, and you see Ray, and you're just like. This yep. movie was actually about these characters and I'm so excited, so excited to see where they go. 
Yes, I was, I was so excited to see where they would go I was, to. Yeah, I was so excited. And every time, I, every time I watch it, I get excited at the same moments. Like that, again, that shot of the lightsaber flying across the room, Ray yep. grabs it. And there's that moment where Kylo Ren ignites his lightsaber and he's looking at Ray like, are you ready? Like every time I see those shots, I'm like, let's fucking go. This is yeah, awesome. It's, like, it's, it's not even about so the good. fight. It's the stakes of the fight. Yes. And, and, and there's no other lightsaber fight that feels quite like that, except for Luke meeting Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back. There's weight to it. There are lightsaber battles in Clone Wars and Rebels that feel that way, but I'm pretty sure most of the people listening to this probably watch the movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're gonna, it's probably going to be a mixed bag. You never know. One thing I definitely want to say and just mention from like stylistic filmmaking, writing, just for me, it was just like, this, is, this was great. Literally, they have from the beginning of the movie, like, oh, you know, they're not going to get away. We have them tied with a string kind of thing. Yeah. And then we have, you know, the dice that are together and the twins and the force and the connection. It's like the whole movie is really about the ties that bind you, whether they're ties to family, ties to your future, ties to your past, ties to your, like, your, your problems, your heart, whatever they are. It's about those ties and what you do with those ties. Mm -hmm. This is such, just such a good way to, like, wrap all this up together and not only that but to have to use something that's been in the storyline and in the movies the whole time as a physical representation of that literally to take the the also to take the conversation around star wars not just in the world of star wars but our world and what people think of it and make the movie kind of about that of like what right. related to this person like the whole world was saying who that we know is she related to? And Ryan Johnson said, nobody. And, and guys, why the fuck should it matter? And it doesn't matter. And it's like, just for that movie to have ended that way, when I, between episode seven and eight, was saying to everyone, who cares? I don't want to know. I don't want to hear. Like, I remember thinking like, okay, if she's a Kenobi, that's cool because I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. But like, what is that? It means nothing for Ray to be related yeah. to someone. And, and, and in Last Jedi, she's cool because she's Rey, not because she's this person. Again, I've said it like three times. I'm going to say it till I die. Like she's cool because she's Rey and, and not because she's anyone's offspring. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and how that is just how people just cannot like grasp that and don't love that. I don't, it just boggles my mind. I very much would love to see a draft of that script before any notes because it will surprise the hell out of me if holdo is not a stand-in for someone saying you can't kill leia and luke in the same movie because it really it feels like leia is telling poe you're fucking up and no you're not going to do this and then they just take her out of commission and she's in a coma for the whole movie and holdo continues saying all the stuff leia was saying and then right before they got to kill holdo off leia comes back and it uh -huh. literally just feels like Instead of a full rewrite, it was, okay, let's literally pull her out of the movie, put a stand-in in for what she, what Leia was, and, and then bring her back at the end. And it sucks, especially because Carrie Fisher died. It would have been an amazing send-off, truthfully. Oh, that movie, I mean, that I movie, said that after seeing it, the same thing. Like, if, yeah. if, if Leia had gone out the way Haldo had gone out, which I think was the original intention, I, I really do... It would have made so much more sense and been such a badass way for her to go. It would have been her going out exactly the way she should have. It, it would have been a great ending. And again, 
this is just my speculation. My nerd fan theory is that Ryan Johnson wrote this movie that also killed Leia off in a great way. And maybe it was a studio note or something of, we can't do both. We literally just killed right. Han Solo. Now you're trying to kill the other two. Like, <clears throat> would not surprise me. That sounds like, you know, the type of thing that could happen. I get that that mindset, but one day if I ever meet Ryan Johnson, I'm going to ask him, <laughs> that's, that's the goal. Tell me this. Yeah. Yeah, um, work, work on, I want to work with him on something and then just quietly yeah, one night just, just be like, hey, don't, I won't, I will tell no one. I will tell no I one. have to know. Like, there is big fun in that movie, even though most of my favorite parts are the sort of quiet moments. Oh, the yeah. fucking, uh, the, the cave on Octu. Like, that whole sequence is so good. Like, I remember watching it in the mirror and the freaking yeah. bodies come and it's just Ray and looking at herself and I was like, this is cool. This rules. I love this. But yeah, I'm sorry. You have a structure and questions? <laughs> uh, no, it's honestly fine because like, the questions that I have, I feel like kind of naturally flow into each other. And we yeah. really have kind of moved through a bunch of them at this point, okay. I, I think. Because we've talked about like what we liked, what worked for us, <laughs> why. What moments stuck with us the most and why. Personal <laughs> highlights on the different set pieces, on the story, on the, the characters and the performance. So it's like we've talked about a lot of this stuff. We're, we're doing great. Yeah, apologies to people listening. It's literally just us rambling about like how much I love The Last Jedi, how awesome it is. Um, but I, I do, I love it. Um, and I think that yeah. people who maybe, if you're listening to this and you didn't like The Last Jedi or you definitely don't feel the passion that you, you hear coming out of us. And especially if anything that we've said so far, even like, wait, I didn't think about it like that. Wait, I didn't yeah. see that. I encourage you go back and watch the movie. Watch it like, again, and honestly, if watch watch it with Ryan Johnson's commentary, because he talks about a lot of this stuff, and that was the thing too. Was I watched the movie and I felt this way and that way about certain things, and then listening to the commentary, he was saying exactly the same stuff I was saying and thinking, and I was like, he totally like if you read interviews with him about Star Wars, like he fucking gets it, and and he, I'm so excited that last i heard because they had given him like a trilogy of movies and last i heard that's still happening and i think that that is just him and dave filoni are the guys that should be doing star wars going forward because again ryan johnson isn't afraid to take it seriously and treat i don't want to say treat it with respect because that makes me sound fucking lame as hell but like i don't know like game of thrones is a big fantasy thing but everyone took that seriously and and, and enjoyed it while it was on even if some uh -huh. stuff was bonkers Again, while I'm watching this for two hours, let me take it seriously. Make it fun. Make it fun as hell. Oh, but, yeah. But, you know, I don't need everything to be downer and stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I just, um, give me real characters. Give, and and that's, that's what, there's a quote where Ryan Johnson says, if Star, War, if Star Wars is us rolling out the same old museum exhibit every, every year and saying, remember this, remember that, it's going to get old fast. But yeah, if Star yeah. Wars is new stories that take us to new places, literally not just the planets, but with new, new stories, new characters, new people, it'll always stay fresh. Because the stuff that we like about it too, this is me adding this, is always going to be there. There's always going to be spaceships. There's going to be dogfights. There's going to be lightsabers. There's going to be, you know, bounty hunters and, and, and uh, smugglers with blasters slung low. Like that's just the world, but they can be different and, and we can- Make them should, people. You make them people because, you know, I, I feel as though I went and saw a Star Wars movie and sort of saw myself reflected in it in, in many ways. 
which I'd never had before. I love Star Wars, but I wouldn't say that Star Wars is like super like, oh, this movie is of personal relevance outside of just being a pop culture nerd. And, you know, I loved it since I was a kid, but Last Jedi is meaningful to me in ways that other more serious works of art, I'm saying that with quotes, like might be more relatable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I definitely do. Star Wars gets regarded often. It's just like, it's a fun romp and it's very silly. But yeah. what people forget about is like, very first Star Wars was a turning point for a lot of people, expanding the realms of what we know about movies, what we want to do in movies, how we feel about our characters, how we see ourselves in the characters. A lot changed with that. There's a lot of people who you can like, you can dig up their quotes and they'll say one of the reasons they wanted to make movies because they saw Star Wars. And that's mm -hmm. just facts. So yeah. taking something like that, you have to, I understand wanting to like honor it and trying to like, you know, oh, we're trying to get to the spirit of what you know from this and bring back that same sort of feeling. You can do that just by making your story matter. The story has to matter. The story doesn't matter and the characters in the world don't fucking matter. Why do we care about it? Like, yeah. why are we going to lose ourselves in it? Do people the, go to the movies to lose themselves in an experience one, one way or the other, good, bad, or indifferent? And if you can't make that experience accessible to people, it doesn't stay with them. That's why yeah. so many movies aren't, you know, you can count on probably one hand the movies in the last 10 years that you could watch over and over again. Mm -hmm. probably yeah. yeah probably because any other movie outside of that it might have been fun it might have been enjoyable you might have had a great little yeah. escape for a but couple you don't hours you didn't necessarily need to go back to it yeah it's not it's not something you need to remember or yeah. watch over I and over keep, again i keep i've i watched last jedi last night at midnight and it ended at like 2 30 and today when i woke up i thought i should watch last jedi again tonight <laughs> like i i you know you know a dork i love it but it is one of those movies for me and, and like you said there's only a handful that maybe you really really go back to a lot mm -hmm. and that one is huge for me i really enjoyed rogue one but i don't watch it that much um yeah it's I, very I, enjoyable to me but i, I don't even don't. i don't even watch the original star wars trilogy yeah I mean, a million times but a million times I, i'll probably pop on last jedi more often because because it, for me, and I realize this is a me thing, it does also have that sort of personal relevance. And it's not just because, oh, I saw it with my dad or, or this and that. Um, I actually didn't see it with my dad and I saw all the other ones with my dad, I think. But anyway, yep. sorry, dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in any other Star Wars movie that is of personal relevance to me outside of, I just like this world because I'm a nerd. Um, and, yep. and yeah, so to have that movie that's like, oh, this is more important to me than the average you know this was fun um is exciting and and i think summer blockbusters can be that and and should be that more often than they are um, well and the thing that i love i think which is a good way to kind of like i don't know maybe maybe wrap up in summation is uh before we wrap up can i can i ask you one thing so i saw a thing um uh, a tweet or something once that said every Star Wars fan has a character that's completely nobody and not important and is barely a character that they love and mine is in The Last Jedi and I'm curious if you have one and who it is mm, Okay. and I mean like a character that is like nobody knows their name but you do for some reason and they're maybe only in a couple shots or they're, they're, they were just a toy or something like mm. or there's a toy of them even though they're nobody like is there some Star Wars character that's obscure that you are you're like really think is really cool. Well, yeah, 
there's a, there's a few, but I feel like I can't mention one just because I'm biased and sort of the character. So that's, that's, I feel like that's off limits. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I know what you're talking about. And no, yeah, you can't. Yeah. That doesn't count. I loved Plo Koon. I just thought he okay. looked bad as hell. See, that's perfect. Cause Plo Koon is, is I remember Plo Koon and I know Plo Koon's name, but Plo Koon is not a character. No, he, but, he says literally nothing. <laughs> and actually I think Plo Koon, by the way, is, is Dave Filoni's favorite character if i'm not mistaken ah. he has like a bust of plo Koon. i'm pretty sure he was dressed as him to go to the premiere of episode That's three so cool. like <laughs> like i'm you gotta look into that because i'm almost positive um but but oh, you were man. saying plo Koon was definitely like up there kit fisto was like again yeah. one of the ones up there uh, isla sakura she's yeah. fucking just rad she's, she's awesome yeah well um, and i feel like boba fett was that for a lot of yeah previous yeah shows. and i mean I definitely think yeah like and now there's so many mandalorian i mean obviously there's the show and there's the mandalorian yeah jim yeah. jaren but then there's in in the animated shows there's sabine and there's um my character is uh talisan lintra who is tally in the yeah oh uh, my god Scott just made a face like who the fuck are you talking about yeah i know i just reacted. yeah so here's the thing. She's in the first third 29 minutes of Last Jedi. She is an A-Wing pilot, which I've always thought A-Wings were really cool, but I feel like the, the pilots of them are never really feet. There's no main character who pilots an A-Wing. They all fly right. X-Wings and Millennium Falcons and this and that. So in, in the beginning of Last Jedi, Poe was talking to this girl like, Tally, get ready for this, Tally. He's throwing orders out to, she's like his second in command. She pilots an A-Wing with blue stripes. It's blue and white. It's totally cool looking. And she's just like got a couple of dorky lines like bombs away. And I was like, yeah. who is that? I already love her. And then she gets blown up 29 minutes and something second <clears throat> in the movie. And I was like, you bastards. But they, um, there's like a few, there's like a, they sold a, um, an A-Wing toy and she was the figure that came with it. And it was like 20 bucks. So I bought it. And then it kind of became a running joke where like people would buy me any tally things they found or like there's trading cards of her. And so I own, I'm pretty sure I own everything of tally that exists, which is like four things to be fair. It's like this figure, there's a Lego and then there's like a couple trading cards. Like there's not a lot of stuff, but I keep telling my friends, I'm like, one day they're going to come out with that movie and it's going to be, they pull Tally from the wreckage in Last Jedi and here's an <laughs> movie. I would kill for it. Anyway, so I just think that's a fun little tidbit. So uh, wrapping up talking about The Last Jedi, yeah, what, what were people expecting to get? But not only that, it's just like, everybody, why is it such a thing that we all seem to be caught up in that like, just because it's what we know and what came before it's good. That's not that true. Crazy. That means that we have no room to grow or change or get better. And if that's the world you want, guess what? You're working on a real hard right now and it's not looking good. Is it things have to change everything you changes yeah you have to evolve evolve or die literally yep. but that comes with our stories and our movies too if the stories don't evolve and these properties these franchises we know and love if they don't evolve they will die yep. you have to let them evolve you have to let them change you have to let them grow with the people grow with the world yeah. that they inhabit and and uh do not ever let the audience dictate the story you're telling you don't. are the storyteller. They yeah, either like don't. the story or they don't like the story. Yeah. That's and, it. And if, yeah. I think also sometimes people 
Force Awakens is is a blast and is very surface level, just fun, fun, fun. And Last Jedi, I think, asks a little bit more of you. Again, there's a lot of clunkiness to it. It is not a perfect movie. No, of course not. I get why they're frustrated with it. I do think there's more good than bad there. And the good in it is so good. Uh, All right. So let's hit the, uh, what I like to call the big questions, the get to know you questions. And yes, I know it's a weird order, but it's, uh, it's, it serves an important purpose, I think. Big questions. What is the first movie you ever saw? whether it was in theaters, at home, at the drive-in, wherever. If you can remember, that is the key. Like, I've said the same thing to everybody. If you so can remember, what is I, the first movie? I don't know how I have this memory, but I ha- maybe there's a picture of it somewhere. I feel like there is a picture of us in the theater, which is weird. But, you know, before the movie, of me and my dad and my cousins in New York seeing Army of Darkness which makes nice. so much sense for just it how does. I am. If that is one of the first movies I saw in the theater, like it, totally yeah. makes sense. That is probably my earliest memory. Cause like, I, I know I saw Jurassic Park as well, but Army of Darkness, if I'm not mistaken, was before that. Um, but those ones stick out. And then like, I remember you said the drive-in. I, I do remember hiding in the trunk, sneaking in to see the Lion King. Which like what would it probably cost fifty cents to get me in the drive-in? But like I don't know, sure, I thought it was yeah. funny to like hide in the trunk. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Anyone who knows me will be like, oh yeah, that checks out. Oh no, Army of Darkness makes total sense me, though for you. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one was first because I I remember seeing a couple of movies very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about this in the podcast with uh, with Jesse earlier. Um, I think it was Batman Returns. I think. Yeah. Um, That's solid. If it wasn't that, it was like, uh, the first one I saw on a drive-in, I know for a fact, was The Three Ninjas. Oh, wow. Weren't there sequels like Three Ninjas Kick Back? Was there a Surf Ninja thing, or was that a different franchise? Surf Ninjas is a different franchise, but that is a thing. Okay. Yeah, that is a thing. Um, Three Ninjas, holy shit. All right, next question. What are your top three movies and why? They don't have to be your favorites. Three top movies um, and why. My answer has oh, for like favorite movies has always been like Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. I mean, all three of them, but like Evil Dead 2 is always one of the big go-tos because I think it was just, for the sake of this, I'll say the first Evil Dead because obviously like I like a lot of franchise movies and Hollywood movies um, yeah. and growing up, that's the stuff I watched, you know, and I watched Batman movies and I watched Steven Spielberg movies and I watched, I watched a lot of old movies too, but like Hitchcock movies and, and uh, big studio movies. I remember seeing the Evil Dead and it was like, oh, anyone can make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I love the evil dead. Cause when I saw it, I was like, I took it seriously. I didn't realize quite how funny and, and kind of goofy it was. Even now when I watch it, I'm like, I don't care that I can see the thing spraying blood. This is awesome. <laughs> but like, I could see the way they did stuff and I could, I could, um, it was just the, the story of how that movie was made is almost more important than the movie itself. But then Evil Dead 2 is like my brain. It's just like super <laughs> wacky, but super violent and insane. And, and I love it. So like Evil Dead. We'll call uh, it as a whole property. That's one of them. We'll call it as a one. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, over the years, I always loved Psycho growing up, but Rear Window is really like a big one. That's one that I throw on a lot. Um, yeah, I remember. I mean, we watched that a few times, actually, with uh, yeah. d- during the producer. Um, yeah. 
and the, I think the poster was up in one of the cuts. Of the oh movie. yeah. Yeah, um, it was. That I is, I mean, that. Hitchcock, it's a classic. But, um, so I love rear window and then, um, God, there's like movies flying through my brain left and right. But it's, I'm to... it's very hard to think. It's a very unfair question, which is why yeah, I ask. I'm trying to think of the right ones because like there's stuff that comes to mind that's important or, or this and that. Um, oh, fuck, I had something and how am I forgetting it? It's blowing my mind. I mean, again, like I'm a big like Spielberg fanboy. So, right. oh God. Jaws. Yeah. I mean, E.T. Mind. Uh, Close Encounters. Uh, Jaws comes to mind. Fucking... Is it a Spielberg? No, probably not. I don't know. Jaws is a good one. That just feels like a boring answer. I don't know. Do you have other questions? And I'll come back to this. I do. I do. Uh, so there's question. a couple more questions now. Next question is, uh, what movies are you looking forward to that aren't out yet? Which I know is a tough question just because there's not a lot happening to come out at the moment. The, the biggest travesty of COVID in terms of movies that I wanted to see is... Um, no Time to Die, the James Bond movie. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. it's not okay. because... I'm going to explain all this real quick. I haven't even seen Spectre, the, the previous Daniel Craig James Bond movie. I really enjoy the James Bond movies that I've seen, but I've only seen, and we just talked about this before recording, I've seen all the Pierce Brosnan ones as a kid, not in years, and I've seen all the Daniel Craig ones as they've come out. I've seen Casino Royale several times, you know, on at home, and then I think I've seen Skyfall a couple times, but not in a long time. So like, yeah, I haven't even seen Spectre, but I am so excited for No Time to Die. And I thought the trailer was really good, first of all. That's what yeah. made me, I was like watching the trailer, like this is solid. Sometimes you can tell when a trailer is a certain type of good that the movie's probably solid. And that's why, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And that trailer just felt like this is, this seems like this is going to be a, a good one. And then I found out that, because I just didn't, I wasn't following it, but I found out that friggin' Kerry Fukunaga directed it. He did the first season of True Detective, which is fucking great. And he was supposed to do it. And his, like, if you read his, like, the script breakdown of, like, or whatever, like, what his it was, it sounded yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I enjoyed it, uh, part one. But, but his sounded just crazy and, like, a different thing. And so I'm excited to see a big movie from him. And, and this is the most exciting part, it is co-written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yep. who did Fleabag, which I watched earlier this year. And so good. Fucking love. In fact, I need to watch it again as soon as possible. But Fleabag is incredible. If you haven't Fleabag seen Fleabag, watch Fleabag. <laughs> it's amazing. And she's so awesome. She rules. I've not watched Killing Eve, but I've heard it's really good. She co-wrote No Time to Die. So between her and Carrie Fukunaga, and also I think the Billie Eilish theme is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. I did not expect it to be that cool. It felt like when they like scooped up Sam Smith to do the Spectre theme and then the song was like, whatever. But then that, that Billie Eilish theme, I think is one of the best Bond themes. And I haven't even seen the movie, but like, it's awesome. It, um, it has all the ingredients to be like a new instant classic, like new, iconic it, it, Bond it, film. Exactly. And, and, and so I am, yeah, I'm just very excited to see No Time to Die. I also, I love Anna de Armas. Yeah. I feel like there's someone else in it really cool, but I'm super excited for No Time. I think the title's cool. Like, I don't know. There's something about it. I was like, I have to watch Spectre because I need to see this movie. And I feel like I missed something, which I think I have. But as you know, I, I bought the, the James Bond collection and have been going through all of them because like I said, I've only seen the Pierce Brosnan ones growing up and then the Daniel Craig ones. So it's, kind of a blind spot in terms of big legacy franchise movies yeah which 
I like stuff like that. And I usually like to know about them, you know, like I watch, I mean, I'm like that with horror. I watch all the Friday the 13th and the, you know, Nightmare on Elm Streets. In fact, I was going through my Friday the 13th box set, but then the Bond box set showed up and the moral of the story is I got to stop buying box sets. <laughs> Actually, no, I shouldn't buy physical media. I don't want to see it go away. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, no yeah, time I'm to looking die. Forward to no time to die. I'm trying to think of like, what else was held <laughs> off? I mean, I want to see Black Widow, but I'm not like, you know, it's not, I'm not like super looking forward to it. It, it, it I'll wait. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, to be fair. See, I do want to watch WandaVision though. That sounds weird. And I don't really know what's coming. I actually, part of the reason to ask that question is to find out if there's things yeah. that I haven't been, I haven't been clued in on. Already. I've, uh, I found out about a couple of movies that I didn't know were coming. I'm like, oh shit, that sounds great. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, one actually Jesse shared in our, our, episode earlier it's called judas and the black messiah and it looks like incredible it's gonna be like a drama a hard drama uh it's like in the 70s it's part of like the civil rights movement oh, if i'm cool. not mistaken yeah, but uh it looks just so good something oh oh you know what i'm excited to see and i'm kind of surprised because i'm not actually that big a fan of i like this person's movies but i'm not like you know waiting with bated breath to see what they do next but i think the new wes anderson movie looks awesome french dispatch i think it's called oh that's right i saw the trailer and i was like oh wow this looks really fun and i again like i like wes anderson i really love moonrise kingdom same but everything else i've seen and i need to go through his filmography and revisit everything i saw a long time ago but everything else i'm like this is good this is good but I watched uh, Life Aquatic care. recently. And yeah, you love that movie. My dad loves that movie. It's, That's the big it's one. So because fun. I, I always really liked Darjeeling Limited, but every Wes Anderson fan I talk to doesn't like it very much. You know what? I'm not even sure I've seen Darjeeling Limited like all the way through. I might have to go back and see that one yeah, again. I think French Dispatch looks really good. Um, so I'm excited about that. Also disappointed that it was one of the things obviously getting pushed and pushed and pushed. I would love to right. see it in a theater though. So like, who's that mad? Um, oh, I forgot about Wonder Woman. I mean, I'll see that. I enjoyed the first one enough. Oh, the poster for this movie, Promising Young Woman is awesome. And I like Carrie Mulligan. Oh, uh, I thought I, saw, I think I saw the trailer for that. It did look really good. Yeah, it looks neat, but the poster is fucking awesome. Um, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I'm looking at a list. I want to see this movie, Antlers. Um, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, the trailer looks really cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the one I saw. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Antlers looks cool. And I forgot that there's a new Kingsman movie. Totally forgot that that was happening. Oh. I didn't love the second one, but the third one looked neat. So, huh. I, oh, oh, and I want to see uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which I actually meant to bring up because it has Kelly Marie Tran, uh-huh. who I think is, again, so great as Rose Tico, even if Rose Tico was not handled in the best way the first time and handled like even worse the second time she showed yeah, up. Yeah. She got sidelines unbelievably hard. And that is the one thing I will say about another movie is they should have doubled down on Rose Tico after the way people they should have doubled down on everything they they were doing but they should they should have said this is the fucking story but but with with her especially that is like unforget like look you want to do dumb shit with the story of star wars fine but the way kelly marie tran was treated by piece of shit star wars fans and 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 the fact that they were they like gave into that and didn't double down on tico being around is crazy but 
Kelly Marie Tran is the voice of the main character in Raya the Last Dragon. Uh, well, that's awesome. The trailer's pretty cool, even though she looks exactly like Korra from Legend of Korra. It's fine. The movie looks pretty cool. I'm excited to see it. Any other personal recommendations that haven't been mentioned so far? I really enjoyed Palm Springs on Hulu. Oh, yeah, me too. I did not expect to like that as much as I did. That's um, a, that, that is a recommendation. That's a solid recommendation right yeah, there. Like, I thought Palm Springs on Hulu, solid watch. I really, really enjoyed that movie. J.K. Simmons. Uh, Andy uh, Samberg. Oh, my God. Andy Samberg and... Kristen Mil- Milioti. That's right. Yeah. She was awesome. Um, but the, the other thing and this is sort of a, a, a one-two punch recommendation. Um, uh, the Invisible Man was really good. Um, the yes. one with Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Uh, the, the, um, the Lee Winnell. It was really good. And, uh, and, and if you watch it and enjoy it, and you haven't seen his previous movie, Upgrade, Upgrade is really good. And it's kind of like a, it's got some like cyberpunky stuff, but it's like a science fiction action movie. Upgrade is awesome and has one of the coolest title cards I've seen in years. Um, Definitely. That brings us kind of to the end here, really. Uh, the last thing is just uh, if you've got any tags you want to drop or pluggable things you want people to go look at, now would be the time to, to mention those. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm editing this web series called fail with sarah that i'm doing with my girlfriend where she does things that she's never done before you can just search fail with sarah on youtube and it's kind of one of the first things that comes up the second episode is going up on friday i believe i also if you like video games my buddy cody has a thing on youtube called dill games and he does a podcast that i co-host with him um we basically just talk about what we're playing and uh how it's going is the podcast called dill games as well it's literally just, I think, it's, oh, it's the Dillcast. And I the think Dillcast. right now he only has it on YouTube, but he needs to put it on other stuff. And do um, we know if that's at the Dillcast or at Dillcast? I'm pretty sure if you do at Dill Games on Instagram, it'll link you to things. Fair enough. Um, what else? What else? We did a short a while back that is finally yep. getting finished um, and should hopefully be out soon. And that's Barry Shelley on Instagram or on Twitter. Actually, I don't think it's Barry Shelley because some woman named Shelley Barry has it. And I need to like buy it off her. But uh, let me look at what the Instagram is. Yeah, it's at Barry Shelley Films. That's B-U-R-Y-S-H-E-L-L-Y. And that will have, um, yeah, the, our, our first short with that will be coming out soon. It's being scored right now and should be done in the next month or so. Um, and then I'll probably put it up pretty quick after that. But that's All like right. my stuff. But I guess that's a lot of what other people are doing. Um, but yeah, but then, yeah. Then, then, yeah, the Barry Shelley stuff is coming. You can find Austin uh, at Austin Bosley on Twitter and Instagram. You can find him also at at Deal Games and listen to the Deal Cast for some video game podcasting times yeah. where he co-hosts. You can catch Fail with Sarah, the YouTube web series that they have going that they just started that's up also episode at, two. It's also at Fail with Sarah on Instagram. And uh, there you have it. Mr. Austin Bosley, thank you for stopping by. Yay. Thank you. Oh, oh, my, a, my last uh, recommendation is to watch The Last Jedi again. Yes, perfect. I was going to say, we just talked about The Last Jedi. We had a great conversation about it. We could probably have, honestly, more of them if we have the time to do so. Sure we will. I'm sure we will. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of other movies the next time Austin comes on, too. Uh, two of those movies. You want to mention two of the movies we might talk about, Austin? Okay, so I'm on the fence about one of them. But I know I want to talk about The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Because initially I was like, I want to talk about The Matrix because I love it. And then, again, that was sort of where my brain went to like, 
why am I going to talk about them? What am I going to say about the Matrix? <laughs> Let's talk about the Matrix Reloaded because I actually mostly enjoyed that movie, even though like the quality gap between one and two is significant. Um, but yeah, I, Matrix Reloaded at some point because I think there's a lot to love. This is the one I'm on the fence about. I don't know if there's like an hour's worth of stuff to say about this movie, but I rewatched Jurassic World 1 and 2 earlier in COVID. And the first one is... Anyway, I watched the second one and uh, Jurassic World 2, the first time I saw it, I was like, whatever. And then I watched it again and I don't know, maybe it was just really in the mood for it, but it's fucking awesome. It's, it's dumb, but it's like, just it's just so much fun. And it's kind of bonkers. And in some ways it has, actually in some ways it, it has a similar feeling of like, oh, this is a movie that's that's building towards an ending uh, in the way that Last Jedi does versus the previous installment, not feeling quite so much like that. Um, Fair and enough. So I think that's why my brain was like, oh, I'm doing Last Jedi and I'm doing, I'm doing m maybe mediocre middle chapters, okay? Last Jedi, which is not mediocre, uh, Matrix Reloaded, and then maybe Jurassic World 2. Um, but I, I have a list of like 30 movies, so <laughs> we'll see. All right, then. And that's what we're probably going to be talking about next time. One of those two. We'll, uh, we'll work it out then. Thanks for stopping by Scott's Movie Pod until I think of a better name, though I probably will never do. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you very much for stopping by and listening to Scott's Movie Pod until I think of a better name, which I may never do. Special thanks to my guests for coming on the show and all of you for listening. Original podcast music by Weston Lee Ball. You can find them at lava underscore submersible on Instagram and Weston Lee Ball on Facebook. And if you like the podcast, do me a favor and just rate and review. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment and uh, maybe I'll read it during the show. Thanks again and I'll catch you next time.